Hello and welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for taking your time, your precious time, and giving it to us and letting us fill some of your time with some wonderful basketball talk. Uh, week in, week out, uh, we're talking about hoops and and uh, doing a detailed interview. And I, I actually uh, was, uh, I figured uh, I'd, I'd offer up a little bit of different uh, uh, something, add something to the to the podcast on on a weekly basis. And um, I just wanted to. Um, uh, so this is the first week that we're doing this. Uh, I used to when I did the the podcast uh, back uh, uh, when it was on HighNews.com. Uh, we had a co-host for a while uh, with Oz Davis, and and obviously there was a good uh, good amount of banter. And I, I just wanted to uh, kind of uh, get you guys a little bit more information other than just quote just the interview. Um, and so just I wanted to kind of uh, touch base on some of the things that uh, some of the things that are going on that you know you might not have seen uh, you know on the on the Substack we also have the. Uh, Friday, in case you missed it, where each each Friday uh, I post uh, some of the things that are uh, going on on the internet that you might not have seen uh, stories. So if you subscribe to the uh, to the Substack, you get that every Friday, um, and uh, and so just kind of uh, kind of that in a, in a different form. Um, and uh, so I kind of broke it down into story what story I'm watching at the moment, uh, young player of the week, and then uh, event to watch. Uh, that's going to be kind of the breakdown. Um, and the story uh, of the week, uh, the story that, that I'm watching right now is uh, what's going on in Germany right now. Uh, for those are who are unaware, uh, the there's a uh, there's a very very uh, possible very big possibility that there could be a major outbreak in uh, in German basketball of COVID. Um, there was a game between Würzburg, a home game for Würzburg against uh, against Bayreuth on January second. And uh, Würzburg had had uh, contacted Bayreuth um, and uh, about uh, some feared cases of COVID in the team, and uh, and actually both clubs uh, decide uh, um, expressed an interest to not play the game, and uh, um, and according to uh, protocols, uh, uh, the test the the game day tests had come up negative. And uh, they ended up playing the game, and uh, then um, uh, that was January second, January third. Um, the January third, then uh, Würzburg uh, uh, announced that uh, two players had uh, tested positive. Uh, sorry, I think a coach and, and a player had tested positive. And then yesterday uh, on, uh, on on January fourth, uh, it was announced that thirteen. Players, um, thirteen players had tested positive. Uh, players and staff had test- tested positive, including eight who had played in the game, um, and that twenty players and staff were then sent into quarantine uh, for fourteen days. Uh, as of now, nobody from Bayreuth have tested positive, uh, but that was on January second, the game and. It's uh, you know there's an incubation time where you know the test where where uh, where a positive won't come up for a couple of days could be you know three four days and so we we don't know what it looks like uh, uh, for for Byright. The problem is is that uh, on the day of uh, publication today Wednesday uh, January fifth uh, Byright have a game 
at home against Göttingen. And uh, that game has not been uh, postponed yet. Um, the the league actually uh, ordered, uh, because of the negative tests, uh, that the Würzburg-Bayreuth game uh, go on. And so uh, we haven't heard yet uh, any word on what uh, might happen with the game tonight. Um, and uh, so... It, it's uh, it's it's kind of an alarming situation. A lot of people in German basketball are kind of wondering what's going on uh, with the whole thing, and uh, so that that's the story I'm watching. Uh, really hope that uh, that uh, either the league says, you know what, let's uh, you know uh, um, let's just call this game off. Uh, both teams, Göttingen and and Bayreuth, then play again on Saturday. Uh, which, you know, you could really get into a lot of trouble uh, with a lot of uh, positive cases really quick. Uh, Würzburg, I think, are now already going to miss at least two games, and they may even get, they may even uh, miss three games because of the, the two-week quarantine, at least two games that, that I know for sure. Um, and so you could really get into uh, some, some major uh, uh, issues there. Uh, so that's the story I'm watching. Uh, so if you, uh, you know, c- uh, catch up on the uh, German site and, uh, and see what's going on. Uh, young player that I'm watching, uh, young player of the week, let's call it that, or something like that, um, Franz Wagner. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a guy that, you know, you know people, and, and this is not just me staying, you know, Germany, uh, you know, Homer in Germany. You know, I, I live in Germany, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, him putting up 38 points uh, against Milwaukee for Orlando in a loss. Uh, but uh, to 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 put up 38 points was just uh, amazing. Um, you know, it's a it's a, a young player who got his chance to play with uh, Albert Berlin. Was playing Euroleague, was playing Euro Cup uh, as a teenager, and then went to uh, went to Michigan and and uh, really um, is just performing fantastically. Uh, had I think a 28 point, 26 or 28 points earlier in the season as well, uh, for Orlando. So, uh, you know, plenty of other guys to pick, but, uh, I, I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to, you know, show that love, uh, right. Um, the, the, the uh, appreciation and the, um, uh, recognition of him scoring 38 points, um, Fantastic stuff and event that I'm watching. Um, it's it's again I jump back to COVID and uh, go to the Euroleague website right now and you'll see the Euroleague logo uh, in four of the se- uh, of the seven spots on the uh, on the uh, on the on the trailer on the um, the rotator. Um, and it's saying, you know, round 19 game, team X, team Y suspended, round 19 game suspended, round 19 game, round 19 game. So last week, rounds 18, there were only four of nine games played, and there are already now seven games suspended of the nine games in round 19. The only games that are scheduled right now are Siska uh, and Moscow, against Barcelona on Friday and the other Friday game of Milan uh, at home against St. Peter, Petersburg. So the event I'm watching, I guess, is if there's any any EuroLeague games. Uh, the EuroLeague also uh, put in uh, a change their, their uh, health and safety 
protocols um, and uh, and uh, has said that it's no longer a 14-day um, return-to-play protocol uh, for vaccinated players, but now seven days, as long as it fits in line with local authorities' regulations. So, for example, for example, uh, Germany uh, have a uh, have a 14-day. They're considering going down to, to seven days, but there is the 14-day. Uh, so, you know, that would be uh, that would obviously uh, not uh, apply to to a German to a German a, t- a team from a player from a German team. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> event I'm watching whether or not there's a, a year, any year league games. There was some hinting that the year league instead of um, uh, uh, instead of maybe shortening the uh, the return the return to play time that uh, that they would maybe even uh, give it a uh, uh, cancel the game day uh, postpone the game day not cancel postpone the game day uh, the round of action uh, that did not happen um, and uh, so you know this the 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 issue uh, one of the, the issues with the any sort of uh, sort of postponement or, or cancellation or, or hiatus is that next week there's a double round and so you definitely um, you know you definitely don't want to lose two rounds uh, more uh, of games uh, so kind of a tight situation uh, all right so uh, I, I think uh, I think this is going to be a little more ad- added value to the podcast not quote just the the uh, the, the interview uh, but also just a little bit more basketball information going on around the world um, to kind of uh, give you guys some more information um, so every every week um, on Tuesday Wednesday is the taking the charge podcast on on Tuesday uh, we have the taking the charge prospects podcast where we talk to uh, a young basketball player um, and uh, an in-depth interview with that uh, with him uh, and uh, yes and uh, yesterday we had the podcast uh, with Marco Pasarski uh, 2000 born center from from Serbia playing for uh, Boras uh, Borasanak and um, you know this is a guy that uh, you, you know uh, sort of um, you know really highly regarded uh, f- you know real early in the process if you will back to back U18 European champion with the Serbia in uh, 2017 and 18 um and um and and then and then he get he's given basically you know the the scouts and everybody else are just given all the time in the world to just really pick at his game and try to figure out what's what's good and bad and so now really figuring out where his game is and, and the transition from junior to senior basketball um had you know went to Bayern then you know short time at Bayern then went to Partizan FMP and now is at, at Boras um so this is a, a, a just a, a short little uh, sneak preview of the uh, of the interview if you want to if you want to listen to the full interview it is uh, part of the paid subscription for the taking the charge Substack. um uh, you get uh, all of the taking the charge prospects podcasts uh, like, like i said weekly podcast uh, with a uh, uh, in-depth interview with uh, with a player each week as well as the full archives of the taking talent uh, show which comes out on thursdays and that features players uh, uh, we have a, a group of six scouts uh, each week three of them talked about three players and uh, those uh, those podcasts are available for free 
uh, for everybody for about two weeks. And then after the two weeks, they go behind the paywall and that's part of the paid subscription. So you get the pick taking the charge prospects podcast, plus the full archives of all of the talking talent podcasts. So here's a a sneak peek of the interview with, uh, Marco Pasarski and, uh, we'll get to, we'll get back to you then, uh, after the break. Earlier on, you you mentioned um, you know that the transition from uh, from junior basketball to senior basketball is is you know it's a very challenging uh, effort. Um, maybe uh, what are some of the things that that you're working on to 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 get to that next level? Well, I've been you know it's uh, I've been at uh, this senior level, Abu League level for for a while. And uh, but for uh, even for this level, if you want to play, uh, you know, at at the top, uh, you have to you have to you have to be very you you have to improve. Like if you are a young player, you have to improve uh, physically. It's uh, junior basketball transition from junior to senior is uh, very much about uh, body, about uh, speed, about the speed of the game about physical contact, you know, uh, especially for the big guys. Uh, when, you are, uh, when, you come, when you come to the senior level, uh, like I said, nobody cares if you're 18 or 30. You know, there are guys that are much older than you, that are uh, very strong, that are very experienced and that uh, play their whole career at that level. So... To catch up to them, you have to work. You have to work a lot harder than others. Uh, weight room, uh, you know, uh, basketball practice is everything. Uh, it's it's it is a transition, but if you if you do it right, uh, if you if you adjust, if you adjust smart to everything, and uh, when you figure out how how everything works. Uh, it's 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 not uh, it's not like now I feel uh, now I feel like I'm I'm a senior basketball player and I don't feel anymore like uh, like 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 that young like I felt you know few few years ago uh, I can uh, I can physically answer answer to 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 a lot of to a lot of uh, things in senior basketball but like I said I want to get to a uh, higher level. You know, to be able to play, uh, to be able to play uh, best best leagues in Europe, uh, in the world, anywhere. You know, you uh, you have to you have to improve in every aspect of your game, and uh, it it was it was a big transition from junior to senior, but right now I think I'm done with that transition. Right now I'm trying to get to to a higher level of of competition. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, like I said, you know, was was highly regarded, and and uh, and uh, you, you knew he went back to 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 Partizan, and he's also got to play some Euro Cup games, and you know, performed pretty well. And then uh, you you know heard a little bit that he went to FMP, and you know, the the further away they get from international play, uh, the further away they get from attention, and uh, and then going to Boras uh, was uh, just uh, even an, an even further step back, quote step back, um, but um, you know it's given him a lot of chance to to really uh, play against some really good competition. They're also they're still in the uh, Adriatic ABA league. 
Um, so he's still able to uh, to get that competition. All right, so let's go to the interview. Okay, the interview this week uh, is with Andrew Petcash, who runs a Substack called the Petcash Post and specializes in NIL, uh, na- na- um, uh, name, image, and likeness, um, and uh, also a little bit of NFTs, non-fungible t- tokens, and a little bit of cryptocurrency. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was really intimidated. I, w- I could not wait. I was so excited to, to, to have the conversation with him. Uh, but at the very t- uh, at the same time, I was very, very uh, intimidated um, and kind of nervous um, about being overwhelmed. Um, because um, I, I like to consider myself an old dog who's willing to learn new tricks, um, but I'm but I I'm not gonna say I'm not afraid of those new tricks, uh, not afraid, uh, just intimidated. Um, and uh, and and uh, but you know it was a it was uh, it was it's a really wonderful interview, uh, really a, 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 a sort of a, a primer, if you will, of of the of the nil world, name, image, likeness. Uh, it's it's a, it's something that's really coming into uh, college basketball. Uh, it's also in in high school basketball, and it's going to be even more into high school basket um, high school sports in general, high school um, basketball. Than in, in this is a. Uh, basketball centric uh, uh, interview. Uh, he deals a lot with uh, with uh, with uh, things outside of the of the basketball world as well. Um, but uh, obviously, this is much more. This is a, a basketball centric uh, 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 discussion, and uh, gives a little bit of NFT uh, and and, uh, and and cryptocurrency. Um, so if you're if you're scared, <laughs> if you're if you're nervous, if you are uh, if you're anxious about those kinds of things, this is a, this is a nice little breakdown, nice little chat, a uh, t- uh, little bit of a clarification of what all, what some of these things mean, and uh, and so I, I I really hope you enjoyed. It. I was I was. Uh, I I came out of it uh, really 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 happy that I that I went and and and, and reached out to to Andrew and and took the time to um, to to have the chat with him and I think it uh, like I said it is a it is a really nice uh, sim- you know simple breakdown primer of what some of these things are so uh, without further ado my interview with with Andrew uh, Petcash. Um, I will let you go then after that. I wish you a wonderful uh, week. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Uh, please subscribe to the Substack. Uh, the podcast is not yet on iTunes. I'm getting in the process of, of still in the process of doing that, uh, but that will soon be on iTunes um, and other and other podcatchers. Um, so until next week. Thank you very much, and here's my interview with Andrew Petcash. All right, uh, so on the show this week, uh, we have Andrew Petcash, uh, former basketball player with uh, Boston U, uh, and uh, runs the Petcash Post, which is how I found him, uh, educating on NIL space, and we'll get to NIL in case you don't know what that is, uh, which I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. Um, and then also uh, introducing and building sort of in the apps and sports technology. Andrew, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking some time. David, thanks for having me. Looking, I'm looking forward to this one. I know it's long overdue. We've been playing uh, cat and mouse for a little uh, bit. That, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and I'm not gonna. And I'm gonna. And I'm gonna uh, put it out there right away. There are a lot of things in this conversation that I am going into it. Uh, 
I use the word with you chatting on what's that is, is intimidated. Um, there's as someone who's still, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the old dog, but I'm still willing to learn new tricks. Um, but some of the terms here are, um, they're intimidating, you know, whenever something new, you know, starts coming up and, and, and so that that's one of the reasons for, you know, it's educate me, but also to educate some of the people out there, uh, who listen to basketball podcasts, international basketball and, uh, and hear these things and sort of don't really understand them. And, um, and, and so, uh, and, and I want to try to help have you help, uh, inform us. Um, so let's kind of start with, so the pet cash posts is, is, um, you know, talking, you know, a lot about college recruiting, but, but a lot about, uh, NIL, which is name and image likeness. People probably have also heard that and really also don't really understand what that means. Um, from, from my reading, I, I have a you know pretty decent grasp of it, but why don't you, you know, just kind of go and, and, and give us a rundown of, of what NIL means. Sure. So NIL name, image, and likeness, as you touched on is basically a legal way for players to now get paid, um, for what it, what it says it is their name, image, and likeness. So whether it's signing autographs or running a camp or doing a social media post for a brand, it's basically like putting your name behind something and getting paid off of it. Uh, this went live July 1st, 2021. And, and so it's about six months into it. So we're just really now seeing implications. We're starting to see new tactics. We're seeing big brands get involved. And it's also, um, I know this is international, but it's working its way down from college to also high school. So we've now seen five high school athletes in the, in the States sign NIL deals, and there's only three States that it's legal in. So it's slowly going to expand probably to every state and then internationally as well, where these guys kind of, kind of pick up, um, and, and do some NIL deals, and then it kind of leads to college and then hopefully the pros for many of them. There's a lot in there and let's dissect some of it. Um, so, uh, NIL uh, predominantly um, is is college. Um, so uh, as before before uh, July first, uh, twenty twenty one, the NCAA did not allow college athletes to uh, to 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 make any money on this, and and um, and so the ruling came down. And uh, so you said there's a lot of big brands, uh, companies. Um, what are some of the and 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 I know you also do a lot of American uh, uh, American football, um, so yep. you know. Feel free if it, you know if some of the brands are maybe the bigger brands are on that side, but just kind of give us an understanding of what kind of brands. Um, but also then, like what a an ideal nil deal can look like as far as what what um, what the athlete would do um, to 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 make that kind of money. For sure. So I'll kind of start and I can keep it mostly basketball. I feel like I'm educated enough on this. But for example, Gatorade just got into the game heavily with Paige Beckers, who's a, a point guard for University of Connecticut women's basketball. Um, Spalding actually signed a high school girl that's going to UCLA. Um, Anthony Hamilton Jr. is a basketball player for Cleveland State. He's done over 400,000 in, in NIL deals this year alone with an array of different companies. Um, but basically, basically an NIL deal is going to look a lot like today with utility behind it. So the company, and so I'm actually on both sides of the fence with, I work with the air app and we're just football now, as you touched on, but we've signed NIL deals as well. We actually signed the first high school football player ever. So I know, like I see what else is out there, but I also live in and actually sign guys and see what the whole process looks like. So I have a good understanding of it. 
And it's obviously, it's two-sided, right? The athlete wants something, which is going to be the money. And then the company is going to want something or the brand, or, or sometimes it's even just a person. Um, I know one of the college basketball players, he endorsed a paper for a professor and got paid on it. Um, so there's a lot of creative ways to get involved. But basically, the brand or the company, so for our standpoint, we're going to want social media posts, and, and it's all laid out in a contract. And this is where it can be important to have an advisor or have an agent that can guide you through it and not miss fine print. Um, and that's going to be one of the biggest issues in 2022 is like kids transferring. Now, what happens to their NIL deal or kids going pro? Like, is their contract void or does it carry over to the pros? Um, so there's, I mean, so new, we're going to see a lot of stuff, but essentially the brand is going to want social media posts. Maybe they're going to want in-person appearances, um, signed autographs or signed memorabilia. Um, for us personally, we, we go on the social media side as we want the posts and we want their audience. And because people listen to, especially in marketing now, people listen to people more than they listen to brands. So a young kid to promote our app is going to listen to that high school basketball player from his hometown that's a star, probably over that big brand telling them something. So it's very personalized, and, and that's how NIL works, where the athlete gets paid basically to promote something in today's age. It's going to transform and shift, especially in 2022 with, uh, I don't want to go down another rabbit hole, but Web3 and getting into NFTs and how athletes can sell all that and crypto, but we'll, uh, we'll use our way into that or save that for another time. But yeah, that's going to be a big thing in 2022. I, I, I do want to actually go into a little bit of that, but let's, let's, let's not get quite there yet. But um, so, so, um, uh, so what kind of money are we, are we talking about? I mean, obviously it depends on, on the level of player and, and also the, the, the level of the, of the size of the brand and also how much, um, a, uh, you know, how much actual work quote work, uh, that they're, that they're doing, uh, for the, for the brand, um, uh, just roughly, what do you, you know, what's, what's a range that we can kind of talk about? It, it varies greatly. I mean, we have hundred dollar deals where a kid gets maybe a free pair of shoes to promote something all the way up to a hundred thousand dollar deals where kids are every week, they're posting something on their social media, endorsing the company or the product or providing videos for them. Like it is very widespreading and the big brands, the big players, the most marketable ones are going to, they're going to live in that high range. But the beauty of NIL is it doesn't matter if you're a division one, two, three NAI Juco player, you can still now find a way or a company that aligns with you and do something. It might be on the smaller end, but I know when I was in college, I'd take a hundred dollar gift box or something just for a social media post. So I think those are, as long as you're creative and, and obviously it's time on your end, everyone basically has the ability once you're in college or, or some sort of amateur status, some high schools, like we said, to do NIL deals. And, and how are these deals being made? Is it companies going to players? Is it athletes going to kind of putting uh putting out there that they're looking for for something i imagine it's probably more more companies brands going to to players but but maybe how much is it the other way around i'd say the most especially the bigger ones it's the companies that are researching the player so for us we have a certain criteria and when guys fit in them then we go and say okay we these are five potential ones and then we kind of interview them and figure out who we want and those are the bigger end deals so the companies and they're usually going through the agent of these guys or, or girls and doing them. But then there's also about 20 NIL marketplaces 
which are essentially supposed to connect the athlete with the brand. Now, 20 is way too many. I think in the next year, we're going to see some mergers. We're going to see some go out of business. Um, and I think we're going to probably eventually over the next few years, see about one to two survive and kind of run the landscape. I kind of see it as like an Uber and a Lyft. Like we have two marketplaces. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But basically, those are more of the smaller end deals where it's a company like, oh, we would love 50 athletes. We want to spend 5,000. Okay, here's 100 kids interested. So, so go, like they're more interested in the brand deal. They found the brand themselves. So those are where the marketplaces come in. Um, and then every now and then, players can reach out to brands and do deals. But I would say that's the third and, and least likely is a lot of these guys and gals don't have a ton of time on their hands to do that anyway, being a, a student athlete in college. And, and what are some of the, what are some of the, let's call them bigger uh, NIL marketplaces then? What are the names of those? Yeah. So Open Doors has been around since 2011, I believe, and it's the biggest and they were in the pros before. So they've kind of just shifted now that marketing lens to college and, and a little bit high school. So they're the biggest. And then there's also Influencer, who is more on the compliance side because there's a lot of compliance in this. So they're taking more of that stance, but they do have a marketplace as well. And then there's a bunch from Market Price, Mogul, uh, I mean, Open Sponsorship, I, Dreamfield. I could keep listing them out. There's a bunch. So I, we've seen these. Are, these are all totally new to me. <laughs> this is so. And, and and I imagine for a lot of people who who aren't interested in it, but as you you know, as you say, it is it is uh, you know, it's growing also in status. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts about, uh, about actually, and to be, to be honest, I don't even know if it's Mikey or if it's Mickey Williams, uh, from Mikey Williams, Mikey Williams who, who signed the, uh, the, the, the deal first, uh, American high school player, uh, to, to sign a sneaker deal. He signed with Puma. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on that? To me, that's a big deal for several reasons, because obviously a lot of money attached, but more importantly, there's, so why NRL is big is Mikey Williams promoting Puma. A 14-year-old kid is probably going to listen to Mikey and want to be more like him than a pro player because it's closer in age, closer in relevance. So it's showing that these brands are investing in athletes younger, um, which is obviously a big transformation since it's never been allowed to happen. But that also says, okay, Mikey Williams signs with Puma. What implications does that have on his college? Because now, I, I personally, I don't think there are any Puma-sponsored schools currently. So does that mean he's going straight to the, to the pros? Does that mean he's going to Europe? Does that mean he's going to the new overtime league? I'm not, I'm not quite sure because I can't imagine him going to, say, Duke. And it's like he has a Puma deal, but now he has to wear Nike shoes on the court. So there's definitely some, some gray lines there. And that was my, my first thing that popped in is, wow, congrats. That's awesome. That he sounds such a big deal. But second, it was like, how does this work? Like, does that mean, does this show if he's not going to college? Or like, if he does, how do those brands work it out? Like, does he swap to Nike? I don't know. It would be definitely interesting to see. Yeah, we saw something like that. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, um, Dragon Bender, uh, did not play at the under-19 World Cup because he had an exclusive deal with, uh, with uh, Adidas. And, uh, and, uh, and the Croatian national team had a, had a Jordan brand contract. So he, he did not come, he did not play at the under 19 world cup because of this shoe deal with, uh, Adidas. So, um, 
you you mentioned it uh, kind of just in passing, but I would like to actually uh, talk a little bit more about it. Uh, you you it's so this is for any college athlete can do this, but high school athletes. Um, there's only three states that allow uh, for NIL, and that is uh, California, Illinois, and New York. Um, Jersey, uh, is it New, New Jersey? Is it New York? Uh, or New it York and New Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. So I got ahead of myself. New Jersey goes live here in a few days. They go live January 2022. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're okay. Right. So, um, and, and and you said that, you know, there's a lot of states that are, so California was the first and then uh, Illinois and, and New York followed. Um, how, uh, so uh, Mikey Williams, no, I don't even uh, remember where he was. So he was, in, he, was in, he was in California or? California, yeah. He goes to uh he's from that area and he trains out of that area that's where there's some gray lines as well because kids go into other schools like say you're from california and you go to a prep school or a private school in a different state does that still count you as california um gray line but then also why i think it's going to get legalized federally or just in every state is because it is tax revenue so mikey williams gets taxed on that million dollars by the state um, and, and as we know, governments are going to want to find ways, even if it's small chunks to, to capitalize on that. So a lot of kids actually from down South, like Georgia, North Carolina attended Kanye West. He started a prep school in California called Donda Academy, and they all left their home States to go there because they can sign NIL deals in California. So I can't imagine like these States just allowing their best players to leave and go elsewhere. Um, they're going to want to they're going to want that tax revenue, but they're also North Carolina that, that hurts the university's chance of getting the kid as well. Cause now he's not in state, he's in California, whole different world. So I, I think that that will in the next year or two, definitely every state for high school athletes, I think in the United States will be legalized. You, you mentioned it in the article and you mentioned it also just now. I mean, so you are seeing high school kids leave their home state in order to go to a different state in order to, 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 to be part of uh, a program or whatever, if you, whatever you want to call it, be able to sign an NIL, an NIL deal then? Yeah, I mean, some of it is speculation. Like, they haven't come out forthright and said, like, I'm going here for NIL deals. But I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, obviously, it's the ability to play with other five stars, more national attention, more publicity. And then also, Don does you got to see deeper into the picture. Like you got to look behind the curtain a little bit and see that Donda Academy, for example, Kanye is the marketing ploy, but it's actually all funded and run by Adidas. So it's Adidas really trying to get top tier basketball players into their system earlier. So now whether it's like, Hey, we'll sign you a million dollar deal while you're in high school and you go to Donda Academy, but now you have to go to Adidas school and college and we'll add a bonus onto it or whatever. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff and like that, the strings being pulled behind the scenes where, where people from the surface level, like aren't picking up on that. But I, that's something like I pick up on is like, okay, Adidas is playing a really smart move using Kanye's marketing, bringing top players to Cali, feeding them into Adidas when they're young, and then hopefully keeping them for life in the hopes that one or two of these will become the next Damian Lillard or whoever. It's about the shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> we've been hearing it for years and years you know the shoe leagues the shoe leagues i mean i'm not i'm sure you're pretty familiar with the american basketball system of i mean it's all aau and shoe leagues adidas under armor nike so it's 
no different now. It's just NIL is playing into it and it's legalizing a lot of this money. I mean, I find it hard to believe Zion Williamson wasn't getting paid while I was in high school by anyone. So uh, now it's just kind of kind of for everyone to see pub- publicly. Um, and um, so you said New Jersey comes online uh, in a couple of days, whatever, probably by the time we, we, we publish it, we'll be online. Uh, any other states come uh, close to, uh, to, to making the, making the switch? Handful of states. Um, I know open doors has a, has a graph on their website. That's very good that they update it constantly. And it's like, it's states that are green are legalized already. And then yellow are like really close or it's unclear. And then red, I mean, there are a few states that, prohibit them such as texas and florida which make absolutely zero sense um in my opinion but uh we'll see i think that'll change change pretty quickly um so one of the one of the ways that i imagine that these guys could also get paid is is also uh in in cryptocurrency and 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 this is you know this is something that you know you also uh um you sort of like to talk about it's something that um uh i think a lot of people try to look into it and and then kind of can't get their head around it and then try to and then and then sort of forget about it for a while um Mm -hmm. and uh so i don't know this isn't maybe you know necessarily a way that but to um you know to break down uh, uh cryptocurrencies but you know, maybe maybe uh, talk a little bit about how how uh, how um, a player could then get paid, maybe in a in a uh, in a cryptocurrency, and in, in sort of this uh, this I think you call it Web three, right? Isn't that is that? Yeah, Web three is basically the rebranding of blockchain and crypto. They just gave it a new name, um, which was genius because less less, oh. less scary. Less scary, right? Yeah. So they they've I, done. I believe that. I believe that. That the Web three sounds sounds a lot less intimidating than blockchain and cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. It is. It is. And yeah, I mean, you're right. The biggest thing is people have a hard time. They think it's too much of a learning curve, and there is a lot. Like, if you want to buy an NFT, for example, I mean, it is like 15 steps currently. But in the next year to two, we're going to start to see that trim down to one or two steps, and and that's where the whole mainstream adoption is going to come into play. But from cryptocurrency perspective, as that's what you asked, I think there's several fronts to look at. Uh, number one, we're seeing there's, I think, almost 10 pro athletes now that are taking some form of their salary or bonus or endorsement deals in crypto. And it's all Bitcoin, which is interesting to me because uh, I, I personally think Ethereum is going to overtake Bitcoin. But that's just spec- my personal speculation from research. But anyway, that's besides the point. There's also now an NIL coin which is this ties directly into the conversation we're just having where players can get paid in this nil coin so on top of maybe a cash deal the college basketball player can receive this nil coin which obviously it's it's going to be volatile like all crypto and it you're just hoping it appreciates and it grows over time and it becomes more valuable and more people buy into the coin i know and the first few days it went live, it was shot up like 500%, which is obviously a lot compared to equities. But uh, anyway, I mean, we're going we're gonna to see the market consolidate itself. I think right now there's just a lot. Of, I mean, personally, I feel overwhelmed even sometimes. There's just a lot going on in terms of NIL and Web3 and 
everything in the world. And it's just kind of like kind of seeing over the next few years where the market goes and, and what was just a, a decoy, or like a, a bright, shiny object and what is actually real and has utility. And I think crypto is going to have a place. And, and I think we're going to start, I think in 2022, I'm actually coming out with an article about my basically overview and predictions of NIL in 2022. I'm writing it currently. And one of them is that we'll see a first crypto deal in NIL as well. So and I don't know. I don't think it'll be the NIL coin. I think it will be an athlete saying I want part of my salary or I'm sorry, part of my NIL deal just in Ethereum or Bitcoin or, or whatever they choose. Uh, you mentioned N- NFT. That's another thing that scares people. Uh, non-fungible token um, and uh, probably the easiest way for people who don't really kind of understand the, the kind of how I took it was um, con- consider fungible, uh, change that word to replaceable. So it's non-replaceable token. Um, I guess maybe just give a, you know, layman's term, uh, uh, you know, quick description of maybe what uh, NFT is and then also what an nft could be for for a, a college basketball player that that and, sure. and how and and then also how that how how they could then uh how they could make money on that yeah so we've already seen this actually a little bit as well um but i'll, I'll describe it first the so nft non-fungible token is, is i guess the easiest way to describe it is as like a digital ticket or um with utility behind it because a lot of them it's like you get the artwork but there's stuff behind it which they call utility so maybe a college basketball player sells their nft of them dunking a dunking a having a huge dunk right like that dunk maybe it's famous and it can appreciate over value when 30 years from now someone remembers that and they see value and obviously this is all pertaining to what society views as valuable that's how they they get a price on it but basically the utility behind it is maybe you get to meet the player in person. Maybe you get an autograph of a basketball. Maybe you get to have a round of golf with them. I'm actually involved in an NFT project on kind of right now where they're, they're setting up golf events through NFTs where you buy the NFT and then you become a part of this community. So it's like a ticket, but it's also like a country club all in one, um, which is the actual digital asset, which might be a highlight, which might be a picture, um, whatever it is. And then also the utility, which is like the country club aspect of like, here's what you get in the physical world or which is also coming in the metaverse. This is what you, um, so like, for example, Steph Curry sold NFT shoes, which you can put on your character in the metaverse. And I think, I think this is just showing us that this stuff is coming. I, I think it's a couple years out, but these athletes they know their network is, is ahead of the time. So those are all the people building stuff. So those Steph Curry shoes now, always selling NFTs of his shoes for $300 in the metaverse. It doesn't make sense now because we're not all connected to it. But in a few years, I think it's going to make a lot more sense. And Sharif O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal's son, was one of the first college athletes. He actually sold, his, sold an NFT and it, it sold out. Um, I don't know the full story behind that. I just know that, that he was the first college athlete to do it. And, but it was in coordination with his dad. And obviously Shaq is worldwide. So um, that, that's why that probably did so well. And, and is he, so uh, you also had a post where you have the uh, top 25 college basketball players. Is that right? Uh, yeah. uh, 
yeah, basically the the, the top 25 basketball players, uh, college basketball players in the social media game. And you um, and and Sharif uh, O'Neal is uh, there's a actually I guess a post the, the post is actually uh, the 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 image there is actually from uh, who would you say that was from that was from from Bet Arizona Bet, Bet, Bet Arizona who who estimated his value at uh, three point five uh, eight uh, million uh, dollars uh, is is this N- NFT one of the big reasons for that then? No, this graph was actually done I think before the basketball season started, but essentially it just looks at their social media numbers and plugs it in an algorithm and, and spits out. I, I think, I think this, uh, I know a lot of the people aren't looking at this picture, but it, uh, it represents it pretty well in terms of like, these are the athletes in, in the top frame. But like, for example, the Cavender twins are on here. They're, they're two girls from uh, Fresno state and they've made over a million dollars and it has them way undervalued. But then there's also like Adrian Nunez here that's saying his value is two million, where he's done way under that because he's just a I don't even know if he's a he's like a role player on a star team. So it wasn't like he turned out that it wasn't as valuable because he's not a main contributor. So there's there's definitely a correlation between how good you are because you're gonna be seen on TV, et cetera, and then also your social media following. So the more of both, the better you'll do. Um I know that you this might be coming out of uh, left field and you might not have thought too much about it, but um, how, how do you think that the, that this could NIL, whatever you kind of put it out, you kind of mentioned it, uh, but international. So obviously there's a big international following, um, but how do you think international basketball players right now, let's say non non-American players also not in the U S right now um, could maybe take advantage of this sort of space. Yes, I didn't want to bring this up too early because I didn't want to turn listeners off. But one of the things is right now, international students are not allowed to sign NIL deals as it affects their visa. And um, so technically, there's there's been no international student athletes in college or high school. Well, high school is a little different, but that have signed any NIL deals. Um, That's going to change. I mean, that's not fair. That's I mean, fair is fair is an interesting word, I like to say, but uh, (laughs) Essentially, like, I, I believe that will change. So in terms of international, I think people, especially in America, are very, like, me personally even, are very fascinated by international players of, like, okay, where did they come from? For example, using uh, Luka Donich, like, where did he come from? What is his story? You know, how did he get to where he is? What did he do training? Because it's obviously much harder to come from a small country in Europe and get to where he is. And I know he didn't play in college, but as an international student, like telling your story and Americans love that stuff. It's kind of like the American dream story still. Like you come to America and you make a name for yourself and and especially in a sport that young kids eat that up. And I think you could go a very, a very nice following, especially around socials on that. And brands will, will eat that up is now you have a story behind also who you are. And when there's a story, brands will find ways to fit you in and you can do very well in NIL. So I wouldn't worry too much that it's currently illegal. I, I think they're going to they're going to change that um, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. There's uh, there's still so many questions and and uh, I kind of just wanted to kind of get a sort of a 
an introduction into so many of these things. I mean, we could we could talk so so much longer. Uh, and actually, I would I would love to talk so much longer, but I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, why don't you let everybody know how they can how they can uh, you know read your work, how they can get informed uh, from what you're doing. Um, obviously, you know, mention your Substack. You know, mention everything else. Um, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you if they if they want to. For sure. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Andrew Petcash. I'm also on the air app, which will be coming to basketball and international soon at Andrew Petcash. And then my Substack is petcashpost.substack.com. And that's kind of where I, I lay basic frameworks out on Twitter and, and more short bit stuff. But then on the Substack, I really dive in and really explore and do some research and try to like help people not just see the news or, or, the top level, but really get beneath the surface and see what, what's really, I think is going on and, and understand it and how they can take advantage of it themselves as well. Cause there is a lot of opportunity here. And I know, for example, I would have taken a different strategy, being a younger athlete to put myself in position. And I wasn't allowed when I was in college. Um, unfortunately one year, one year late for me. One year late. But, uh, yeah. One year late. But having that, having that ability to, to put yourself in, in a position because for some athletes, like they could capitalize very well on college and, and whether they make the pros or not, they learned entrepreneurial things and they also captured their value at, at its peak, which for most athletes I would say is in college where they're, they're not going to make it to the pros and have that chance at endorsement deals, but in college they might. So it's taking advantage of that while it lasts. Especially because college basketball is a huge business, money business. Huge business. I mean, the NCAA is is technically college basketball. Football makes the most money, but the NCAA runs through college basketball and, and the NCAA tournament, and it's the best time of the year. And, and I'm definitely interested to see kind of like the NIL, how it picks up as we get to March and, and the March Madness goes, because I'm sure that's like when brands will, will really want to spend some money. Yeah, especially because all the attention is uh, attention as well. Uh, just kind of wonder, um, has there been any coaches? I know we said goodbye already, else, but is there has been any sort of response from coaches at all that? Because you know this is taking away some of your some of your time at least. You know. Yeah. No, this conversation is awesome. We definitely all <laughs> if you want or do another some other time. But coaches, I, I do get a lot of questions from them, is because they're trying to understand it just like anyone else. Uh, it's become a recruiting play. It's not just about, hey, here's a here's an athletic scholarship or here's a roster spot. It's like, well, how are you going to get me brand deals or how are you going to put me in position to sign these stuff? So um, I was actually in Times Square for the Duke-Kentucky game, which was the first game of the year, and they uh, the build, main billboard on uh, in Times Square in New York City was three Kentucky basketball players promoting a law firm. And I, I know the guy, Alex, who, who runs the, the marketing for them. And I was asking him, I was like, trying to figure out how much, that, I was like, how much does that cost? You want to tell me, you want to budge. But I know it was anywhere between 25000 to 50000 just for the space of that billboard alone. But what he did give me was that it was well worth it. So I'm sure those athletes did well. The brand was super happy. And uh, it got a ton of publicity. I mean, mil, I would say not even thousands, millions of people saw that because not only was it in Times Square, it also got published elsewhere. Like, yo, look at this billboard, college players with their name, image, and likeness right in front for everyone to see. So that was pretty cool. 
Uh, Andrew Petkesh, uh, the uh, former basketball player, uh, Boston U, educating uh, on the NIL, NIL space, uh, building uh, in the sports and app technology. Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to uh, following all your stuff on the Substack. That's the easiest uh, place for, for, for me to, to read the stuff. Sometimes I, I miss stuff on, on Twitter, but uh, totally appreciate your time and, and giving us at least a little bit of a start of a uh, 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 of where to go with uh, all of this uh, great information. So thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you, David. It's been awesome.